0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to episode five of the Everyday Scout. As usual, I'm joined by my co-host Connor Bunfill.
1: How's it going everybody?
0: Um, And in today's episode, we will be uh, discussing some news around the league relating to COVID negotiations between the Players Association and the league office. Uh, Some big name players signing new contracts and then we will finish up Predicting NFC East team win totals should be a pretty close division at the top between the Cowboys and Eagles and answering a mailbag question from Manuel. So thank you, Manuel, for the question. To start off here, we will talk about the negotiations ongoing between the NFL and the NFLPA um, in which they just agreed that players will be tested for COVID daily. Um, And this is something I think we all knew the players wanted pretty badly. They had all been tweeting that. So I think this is a good sign just in general.
1: Definitely. So the plan as of right now, that was agreed upon earlier today, was that the players will be tested every single day for the first two weeks of the season. And after two weeks, if the positive rate of the league is under 5%, they're going to move that to every other day testing. And if it's over 5%, they're going to keep testing every day. And then the other big thing that was agreed upon today, which the league offered actually, was they agreed to play zero preseason games, which has a pretty big impact. I mean, mostly for the rookies, obviously.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is just in general, the vibe I'm getting from the NFL is that they understand how important it is to like do everything they can to play. And I think both sides – are going to push hard for things they want, obviously, but it just is a completely different tone from the NCAA where no one really knows what's happening. I mean, the leadership body is obviously completely different in structure, but
1: mm-hmm. I mean,
0: this is just, I feel like, I really do feel like this is going in the right direction. I'm very confident the NFL plays this year. Exact opposite for college football, um, at least. Definitely. And but, a lot of people will talk about things, you know, in society in general and also in sports leagues that, like, changes made because of COVID that, like, will continue after COVID. And yeah. I think zero preseason games was a thing that was talked a lot about in previous years. Veteran yeah. players especially thought it was unnecessary and all that. Um, may, I mean, again, it's loss of revenue, zero preseason games. But I think this is something we could see stick into the future if people don't think it impacts the season that much as a whole.
1: Yeah, I see it hard for them going back to four anytime soon because people have always wanted to cut that in half to two or maybe maybe three. Uh, I can see them – I could probably see, barring COVID still happening, uh, next season probably having two preseason games is more likely. I know for fantasy players myself and draft nuts like the both of us that this kind of kills the whole NFL offseason, like camp battle scenarios. So, I mean, for my team specifically, I don't really get to see Herbert challenge Tyrod at all. Um, so very confident Tyrod's gonna start week one now with Herbert not getting any preseason starts or in-game action whatsoever. Um some other players like I mean Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I don't know if he's gonna be starting week one now for Kansas City, probably gonna be Damian Williams just because game time.
0: Right, exactly. Um you mentioned the Chargers and for the Patriots again. As I said in a previous episode, I think episode one reaction to Cam Newton signing in New England like I just I would not be surprised at all if Jared Stidham is the week 1 starter. I do not see a clear and easy path for Cam Newton feeling comfortable in the offense week 1. That was even with preseason games and a shortened COVID off season, but now mm-hmm. that just ramps up even more. Um but overall I'd say this was definitely good news. All fans were happy to hear about this and see it and mm-hmm. I'm I'm very confident that the season gets underway. Uh, fans in the stands, I think that's – I honestly think that's a lost cause.
1: Yeah, 25% trend, even. Yeah. Yeah, and um, then also in news, I know uh, the Jets and Giants came out today and said that there's going to be no fans playing and or watching the games in MetLife.
0: Right, okay. So that – yeah, that, I mean, that's a lost cause. But I think as long as we get players on the field, I think everyone will take that without a mm-hmm. doubt. Um, all right, moving on here. We got three big-name players, two defensive linemen and a running back, that signed big money extensions with their teams recently. Uh, we will start with the running back, Derek Henry, in Tennessee. Henry signed a four-year, $50 million deal, with a little over half of that guaranteed at $25.5 million. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously I'm against paying running backs big money. I don't mm-hmm. think – running backs, you should give them a second contract unless you've really got a transcendent guy, which I don't think Henry is, even though he was incredibly hot to end the year last year. And I get that he fits Tennessee's culture and what they want to do with Mike Rabel perfectly. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have a better fit than that. But my point is... Smash mouth. Yeah, exactly. And it should be noted that relative, I thought this was a pretty team-friendly deal. As As far as the market goes, he's only the fifth highest paid running back. Um, so that's fine. But again, if you think, my opinion is, if you think a running back is that important to your offense, right? If you're willing to give him 12 million a year over the next four, mm-hmm. um, when he's got a lot of tread on his tires from college and the NFL so far. yeah, why, You should be perfectly comfortable spending a first round pick on that position. Correct. Mm-hmm. So why not turn around this year? You got, from Derrick Henry's alma mater, a guy, Najee Harris, coming out, six-two, two twenty-five. Plug him in. Maybe – I'm not sure exactly when Henry's contract was exposed, supposed to expire, but take a guy like Najee Harris, keep it rotating through every four years off rookie deals is – Yeah. What I think is the best move. I'm not sure about you.
1: Yeah, I mean, breaking the contract down a little further – He's gonna be paid 15 mil this season and the 25 and a half mil guarantees just through 2021. So, I mean, when you look at the majority of NFL contracts, you see that full year big number. I mean, you're really only you should probably be cutting that in half if you want to look at the guarantees. So, this is pretty much a two-year guaranteed deal because the last two years are basically a 24 and a half million dollar option. So, I mean you didn't have to pay him that much. And obviously paying running backs anything is frowned upon. But like we said, uh, he's still getting paid less than Zeke, McCaffrey, and Bell. So I definitely think the team-friendly deal getting him and Tannehill done. I mean, we'll see if Tannehill still has the magic he showed last season because otherwise it's not going to be great. Um, I think if Henry's not injured, um, Tannehill still got it. I expect his team to win their division. Like you said earlier, first round pick on a running back. I mean, maybe two years from now when they can kind of get out of this. But this team drafted not not Derrick Henry too, but they drafted Darrington Evans late in the draft, which I mean, he's not Najee Harris. Right, he's a lightning
0: to Henry's thunder.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a small school guy coming out of Appalachian State. He was a third round pick. I think if Henry goes down and. Evans can see extended time. I think he could shine in this offense, but I don't think it's – I don't think it's a full passing of the torch potential.
0: Right. All right. Uh, Next guy that signed a big extension, Chris Jones, the interior defensive lineman, the Kansas City Chief, Brett Veach, finishes up Mahomes' deal and dishes out even more money to his roster with Jones Mm -hmm. giving him – an $85 million contract over four years with $60 million of that guaranteed. Um, I mean, my first takeaway from this is that you're spending a ton of money on two players, but if you have an elite offense with Mahomes, right, you're going to be leading. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the Peyton Manning Colts model. You're going to be leading a lot of your games. You need a pass rush. And if you have an elite disruptor like Chris Jones, I think two years ago he went like crazy number of, consecutive games with a sack like 12 straight games with a sack or something you pay them so perfect thing to pair with an elite offense high scoring offense is a pass rush because your opponents will be passing the ball a lot so I'm all right with them paying spending their defensive money on the line and hoping Mahomes can elevate their lower paid younger draftees on offensive side of the
1: ball yeah, um, I mean, I'm the thing I'm most surprised about is how quickly this got done after the Holmes deal. Uh, I, know, I know Pat's deal for the next two years is still pretty much playing under that rookie contract, kind of made it a 12-year deal, adding that 10 on top of it. But, I mean, this Kansas City defense was Swiss cheese before Chris Jones got there. Um, I mean, the only way you can make up for a bad secondary is a good pass rush, and that's what Chris Jones did to this team. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if he's going to play out the full extent of this deal with how much Mahomes is going to be making in three seasons. But, I mean, I think they needed it. I think he's still yeah. got that two-year window. He's He is their defense besides Frank Clark. I mean, Tyran's still a great player. I think this says more about Tyran not getting his next contract with this team based on some tough decisions they're going to have to make because I think they're going to still have to pay – still going to have to pay Kelsey and Hill in the next two seasons. I think they're more likely to get paid than Tyram. He's going to be way too old at safety at that point. But I think it, all the fans and the team are both very happy they got this deal done. Uh, I think Chris Jones' camp might be a little mad based on the next contract we have to talk about that came out later the same day.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but just finishing up with Jones, I think that, um, you know, total disruptor just game wrecker, both in the run game and the pass game. He's not Aaron Donald, but he's, yeah, in that kind of Fletcher Cox um, tier, incredibly disruptive. Yeah, he's a disruptor. There's so, not really a better
1: way of saying it. He's a game yeah. wrecker.
0: Um, and the other component to this is, right, he was threatening a holdout, or I guess would be a virtual holdout at this point. But, yeah. you know – the Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorites going into this season, I would say. Maybe the Ravens are 49ers, but they are right there, obviously, with 20 of their 22 starters coming back. Yeah. I think the Chiefs thrown off as Andy Reid also looked at that. Like, if we don't pay Chris Jones and he sits out, right, this is might be our best chance for a Super Bowl in the next few years when Mahomes still isn't making a ton and we have most of our team together. So let's just lock him up and be a elite contender in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, third guy, also on the defensive line, but an edge defender, Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. In Cleveland, last time we saw him, he bashed Mason Rudolph over the head with the quarterback's <laughs> helmet and was suspended indefinitely, but then reinstated by Commissioner Goodell over the offseason. Garrett was given a five-year deal worth up to $125 million, with $100 million of that guaranteed, which Mm -hmm. is an absolutely absurd figure for anyone, really, but especially a defensive player. Um, Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this one?
1: I mean, yeah, going off that, there's seven people in the league right now with $100 million in guaranteed, six are quarterbacks, and the seventh is now Miles Garrett. Um, I mean, obviously, the on-field issues with what happened with Rudolph, I mean – before that this guy's been a perfect prospect coming in the nfl um that's really his only incident i mean i don't think he's off the field issues whatsoever if you're looking at pure talent i mean this is an amazing deal because i think you may not think he's the best but miles garrett is at the worst a top five edge rusher in the league yeah, oh yeah at, at worst. worst
0: um and i think daniel jeremiah who i think both of us look to and trust a lot um, mm-hmm. when it comes to opinions on uh, scouting talent and just anything NFL-related. Uh, I believe he tweeted out that he thinks Miles Garrett has the most prototypical um, tools when it comes to edge defenders and pass rushers, the most talented yeah. of any pass rusher in the league. Doesn't mean he's necessarily the best, but his ceiling is incredible He was high. a
1: dream prospect coming to oh, the Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. He was – he was an A-plus guy. Uh, he was Chase Young before Chase Young, pretty much. Um, yeah. He was, I'd say, pro- even more athletic than Chase Young at that. Maybe not quite as productive. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of guaranteed money. But, I mean, if you're the Browns and you believe in Baker Mayfield, pay him, I guess. Um, and, you know, the NFL is dishing out a lot more guaranteed money these days. It's kind of shifting towards the NBA in that regard. Um, so it's kind of a – sets a little bit of a precedent for defensive players and guaranteed money, but I'm sure there will be more to follow that reset the market after this. So in a couple of years, this is probably going to look like an even better deal.
1: Yeah, it, I think when you have to watch my team, hopefully re-sign Joey Bosa in the next calendar year. This that numbers, is a good point. That is this good is point. probably the benchmark for that.
0: Keep that in mind. Um, yeah. That is a good analogy there. All right, moving on here to our – win totals that we discuss every episode. This episode, we will do the NFC East. And starting off at the top are the Dallas Cowboys at nine and a half wins. What say you?
1: I mean, just looking at this team, I think Dak Prescott is going to be a top five MVP favorite. For this season, I know Dak, I know you're giving me a look now after saying that, but there's just – there's too many weapons on this offense. I think – I still think Zeke is underrated, even though he's known to be a top five running back in the league. I think he's a sneaky good pass catcher. I think Dak has too many weapons. I mean, he threw for 4,900 yards last season that nobody talks about. Defense is getting better. It's a very underrated defense, in my opinion, with uh, Tank Lawrence and Leighton Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith. The loss of Byron Jones is going to show up, definitely going to show up on the field. But I have this team over and win in the division.
0: Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't totally disagree with your DAC top five MVP talk. It's just that, I mean, this is a great number, first of all. Um, yes. I think it's right where it should be. But I just, again, it goes back to one of my biggest beliefs – in terms of predicting anything and everything about the 2020 season is that you have to take COVID into account. And in the COVID off season, any team with a new coach or a new quarterback is at a, an unprecedented disadvantage as opposed to a team who has their quarterback that's been there for many years, a respected, stable coach who, who, The Cowboys main competition in this division has both of those Mm -hmm. and happened to beat them out for the division last year even through a rash of injuries. Now I know they the Cowboys still had Jason Garrett, and I know I like Mike McCarthy way better than Jason Garrett. Yeah,
1: it's not a first time head coach. Right. No, no, exactly.
0: It's still a new system. It's It's still a new system. And I just think that just in twenty twenty, I'm not talking about twenty twenty one or how McCarthy could help this franchise in the future, but just twenty twenty, I think that Even though McCarthy's better than Garrett, that advancement in terms of head coaching ability could definitely be negated by the inability of this team to maybe gel early on when they haven't been Mm -hmm. able, when they won't be able to play any preseason games, any live action. And who knows about what the practice schedule will be like. And their schedule at first is not an easy one. The first month they go to the Los Angeles Rams, who had a down year last year, but that is still – not an easy it's game. Not a,
1: it's not a gimme.
0: They get Atlanta at home, sure. Then they go to Seattle, and they get Cleveland. At home. I mean, it's not the toughest. But for a team with a new system coming off that offseason, I mean, they could easily be two and two out of the gate there. And then questions really start to mount, maybe, if guys had high expectations. So I'm going to take the under nine and a half here. I just cannot trust them in the year of COVID with a new system. Um, you don't have a hard under though, do you?
1: Like no, no, no,
0: no, 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 um, no. This worst, is still a playoff eight eight. team. At with the worst, eight, extra eight two teams. Yeah, no, yeah, at worst, eight and eight, nine seven. But I just think expecting ten wins is a lot out of them, especially when I like this next team so much, and that is all the right. Philadelphia Eagles, who also have a number at nine and a half. And I will hammer that over all day long. All day long, I think this is one of the best numbers in the league without question. Without question, this is one of the best numbers in the league. Their toughest three games, Baltimore, Seattle, and New Orleans, all at home, which, again, who knows how big an advantage home field will be this year, but it's still something. They get their coach and quarterback are very familiar with each other, right? So COVID offseason won't affect them very much. Mm -hmm. They get Javon Hargrave on the defensive line. So two absolute monsters there with him and Fletcher Cox. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to assume that they won't get absolutely shafted by injuries like they did last year because I think that's a fair assumption, right? And last year, this team still beat out the Cowboys team, who has – I think both of these teams have pretty similar rosters from last year. They probably each got a little better. So there's not a huge difference there. I just don't see how you can trust the Cowboys this year more than the Eagles. I think this is an 11-win team. Um, And sure, they lost Brandon Brooks, but they signed Jason Peters, and I think at guard, who was sliding into guard from tackle, he plays very solid football this year, hammer this over, Eagles' 11-win team.
1: Yeah, so I also have the over. I fully expect both of these teams to make the playoffs. Um, Eagles did an amazing offseason. I mean – I love Wentz. The one thing he needs, he needs a deep ball guy. And, I mean, d played two games last season. Yeah. I loved the Ray Gore pick. I think, barring an injury, I think that's going to be a great combination. I still, that, that was a I still expect d to start over him. Um, right. I mean, he's going to beat out Orfegeo Whiteside. I think the worst thing about this team was the secondary, and then they – slide Darius Slay right in there. Right, right. I mean, Javon Hargrave, not talked about enough how great of an interior pass rush that is. Um, I mean, yeah, they're always talked about having one of the best rosters in the NFL, and it only got better. I want to know your thoughts on the Jalen Hurts pick, though.
0: So, I mean, I like the fit. I love the fit for Jalen Hurts. I don't know if using 50th overall on him was yeah. justifiable.
1: Um I mean Mind he, you, he, uh, you so said everybody liked, listening.
0: Right, yeah. Everybody
1: listening, Duncan and I had a Jalen Hurts top fifty pick bet.
0: Oh wait, what overall did he go again? Was it I, was right went, near fifty. I right? think it was fifty four. Wow, okay. Fifty three. You went fifty three. And I said outside fifty and you said inside right. fifty. Alright. Yeah. So we were both pretty pretty spot on there. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I just So you said you liked the Rager pick. I didn't really like the Rager pick. I again, I know you want deep speed, and Justin Jefferson isn't quite. I mean, he ran he ran well at the combine, but he's not quite Mm -hmm. that over the top guy. I I just to me it felt like they overthought it just a bit. Yeah, they might have. I really would have liked to see Jefferson that offense. I still thought that would have made the offense go, especially since this this
1: team also got Marquise Goodwin. So between oh, Goodwin, oh, Jackson, and. Goodwin
0: too. Oh, Goodwin, they got Jackson, offered. and Greg Gore,
1: yeah. they have a track offense. I mean, I think all Sean Jeffries done.
0: They just need to personally. not get absolutely trashed by Ravaged
1: injuries. by injuries, which, um, coming from a Chargers fan, can happen back in the yes, season. No, it, it
0: can. It can. It certainly can. I like Rick, but going back to Hurts, you know, I love the fit. If you had chosen, I think the Eagles are a top five landing spot for him going into the draft. From the mm-hmm. Eagles' perspective, I, if I were a fan, I wouldn't like to spend a second-round pick on him. Maybe a third, yeah. definitely a fourth. But, again, his stock was rising. So, they, apparently they loved him. They pulled the trigger on him. Um, his team I, won a Super
1: Bowl because of their backup quarterback.
0: That, that is a good point. So, with Wentz's health always up in the air, I understand the pick. Moving on here to the Giants. The Giants are at six and a half. Mm-hmm. Where do you lean on this one?
1: God, I mean it's just so tough, man. Oh, it's, God, this one isn't it's just tough it's Saquon, it's Saquon and Evan Ingram against the world. Again, just running it back. I mean, I mean Yeah. They address the O line, thank God. I still think Daniel Jones is gonna be scrambling too much, probably, as a young quarterback. The offense has weapons. I think Golden Tate, since he's left Detroit, still underrated. Still going to still gonna be an 80-plus catch guy, stays healthy. I love Darius Slayton. He was a really great gem they found. Sterling Shepard, obviously, the concussion problem. We'll see how that works out. Evan Ingram's also injury-prone, but he's also a stud at tight ends. I mean, I don't really need to say anything about Saquon Barkley that nobody said before. I mean, I'm not – a big Daniel Jones guy, but... Second-year jump isn't play. Yeah, but so is a second-year slump, man. And I don't think he was that good last year. I mean, yeah, he had a four-touchdown game against Tampa, which is what everybody no, dropped fair. back No, to. that's fair. That's but fair. But he just... He ter- didn't he only play half the season and led the league in fumbled? No, he had a terrible fumbling issue. It was so bad. I mean... Six-and-a-half is a great number. Vegas knows what they're doing. I got to take the under here. Yeah, I exactly. I can yeah. see six and ten. I can't see better than that, honestly. Yeah. I cannot uh, see a seven-win team. Right. That I'm,
0: that's what it comes down to. Um, I liked Xavier McKinney pick, but, again, yeah. that's quite enough to push their defense over the top this year. Um, I'm taking the under here, and I sound like a broken record, but similar to Dallas. New coach, new system, young quarterback, I just, very
1: unpolished.
0: I can't, I can't give them the benefit of the doubt. Like the Eagles yeah. are a team you can give the benefit of the doubt in this situation. Uh, the New York Giants are absolutely not one of those teams. Um, as I said before, I think the second year jump isn't play for Jones because I think he looked. If I were Giants fans, I would be optimistic about Daniel Jones. There were some, played, yeah, there was
1: some good stuff. He played
0: well enough for there to be optimism. They draft Andrew Thomas. They still have Saquon. But, again, seven is, as you said, just asking a little too much. So I'll take the mm-hmm. under here. Um, so I thought those first three numbers were great. This next number, Washington at five and a half, I, I think is a pretty easy call in my opinion.
1: Yeah, the under because that's what I have.
0: Yeah, I'll take the under. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think their defensive line will keep them in a lot of games they should not be in. Mm-hmm. I think I agree. that's the best way to say it. Like everyone loves their defensive line, and so do I. But you Dude, know, I mean, a defensive line Mont- can really take you to, so far when you have that offense, and it's so nice. And just the organizational catastrophe <laughs> like yeah no other way i mean to put it. like just
1: it was know, already was the worst down, ownership, in ownership in football and now it's just getting worse um, um yeah but the d line jonathan allen Duron Payne, chase young and montez sweat that's the quarterback's worst nightmare landon collins is the entire secondary though wait
0: um, they do not play a single prime time game
1: That doesn't even surprise me,
0: is that even allowed i thought I thought everyone had to get a did they not get
1: game. a Thanksgiving game
0: Oh, they did get a thanksgiving game okay that's yeah,
1: true. okay.
0: they have no night games
1: I mean, all at one p.m.
0: except four four o'clock <laughs> games, I
1: think that says a lot um, yeah i mean i I don't know how I feel about Haskins, man. I think the offense is just terrible gonna get yeah. Dude, Terry Going back to the number, like monster. This
0: team doesn't win six games.
1: No, I think Scary Terry's a beast. Yes, at receiver. Yes. Um. It's kind of weird because this was an Ohio State connection between Haskins and Terry. But... And now Chase Young. Yeah, and Chase Different Young side of the ball, but still. Yeah, we had some jokes on Twitter about this team being renamed to the Washington Buckeyes. Um,
0: exactly. What I name mean, do you like for them? Actually.
1: Yeah. So. Going off of that, looking at the odd shark numbers right now, what will the Washington football team change their name to? The odds-on favorite right now, Red Tails and Red Clouds. How is Red Clouds an odds-on favorite? So I had to look it up. Um, So Red Tails obviously is in reference to the Tuskegee Airmen.
0: Right. Great name. Love that one. That would be my choice. Yeah,
1: that's – Probably the favorite, and then Red Clouds is named after a Native American war hero, Red Cloud. Ah, okay, I like that too. The only two problem with those, I just I think you got to completely change it. And then Warriors, Warriors, the second year at plus two twenty five, which Warriors feels like a cop out. I, that's yeah, a high, school, like, that's oh, a high just, school. team, man. Just go back to the spear helmets and it's fine. But I don't think that's doing enough. Yeah. If you're if you're changing it, you can't just change. It. You can't you can't go halfway. You got to go all out. My favorite name. Which is plus six fifty third place here. I doubt it's going to happen, but it's the Washington Hogs. I mean, so I mean that's a hilarious name, but yeah. So the Hogs are what the NFL called the Redskins' O line
0: right back the when they were winning Super Bowls. Right with um, yes. them,
1: William the Hogs and... won three Super Bowls with Joe Gibbs.
0: Right, so that'd be a throwback. Joe Gibbs, very underrated coach all time, by the way.
1: Yeah. I, that would be my favorite, and then after that, you just have a slew of DC references. It's monuments, presidents, yeah, generals, are, Americans. I mean, garbage. just throwaways. Those are garbage. Um, I would pick the Hogs personally.
0: So I like, I like the tradition of the Hogs. I just mm-hmm. don't think Hogs is it. Like the Hogs. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean. Okay, so I think we can. I actually agree that I would like that second though, based the history. Yes. So, Red Tails and Hogs. I just think Red Tails is cool.
1: Yeah, but like, I mean, it's easier to keep the color scheme like and fighter everything. Fighter pilot, like if, are if cool. I'm seeing a rebrand, I would prefer a full rebrand. Uh, personally. I see,
0: I don't think they need to do a full rebrand with Hogs or Red Tails. Red Tails
1: is red. I'm saying if you're getting, I mean, yeah, but it's like the Burgundy and Yellow. I mean, yeah. I think if you're changing the name, you might as well change the colors. Okay,
0: I see what you're saying. All right, well, I think those would be good options. I really hope they don't go with a generic Washington, D.C., like government thing. Yeah, no, the I've, Lincolns. Played I mean, out. Yeah,
1: that's on there. I mean, it's just. The Lincolns. None, none of those are going to happen. They're, the Americans. I mean, they're Vegas throwaways. Yeah, true. Um, and that team's not winning.
0: Yeah, going back to the number. Five, not
1: winning more than five games.
0: We're both taking the under five and a half. All right.
1: Um, I, one thing I'm about the idea. Redskins, we're, I love Antonio yeah. Gibson. Okay. That's all I got to say about that offense. That's fair. that's fair. Scary Terry, Antonio Gibson. Darius Geis is going to get hurt again. Doesn't even have 50 career carries yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. All right.
0: Um, What's our mailbag question today?
1: Yeah, so we got a mailbag question from Manuel. Thank you, Manuel. So, Manuel asked how we feel about Henry Ruggs being the first receiver taken in the NFL draft. So, Why don't you take this one?
0: Yeah. Um. There's kind of two sides to this question. Um, mm. I have no problem with Rugs being the first receiver off the board, as I we discussed do. in our last episode going over draft prospects um, with our guest Sean Nahal. That's where the league's going. That's why guys like Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith are rising fast off draft boards. Everybody
1: wants Tyreek Hill.
0: Speed, speed, speed. Everyone wants Tyreek Hill. It's a copycat league, right? Everyone wants to be the Chiefs mm-hmm. now if I were the Raiders and Derek Carr is my quarterback, I don't see the fit with Henry Ruggs and Derek Carr. Derek Carr simply does not push the ball down the field. He had the highest percentage of checkdowns last year. You could argue maybe that's because he didn't have a reliable deep threat, but Mm -hmm. he's never been a guy that pushed the ball down the field, not in college or professionally so far. So if I had been the Las Vegas Raiders GM, Drafting at, what was that pick, 12? 12. 12, I believe. I would have definitely opted for a guy like Jerry Judy or C.D. Lamb, a guy that I think would mesh a lot better with Derek Carr. Um, so I'm fine with Ruggs being the first receiver off the board over those two. It's kind of team preference at that point. They were so close together. But I don't like that the Raiders chose him as their first receiver.
1: Yeah, so I completely agree that Ruggs being the first receiver off the board is fine. Um, I mean, copycat league speed guy ran a four two seven, which was slower than people expected. Yeah, people were disappointed something. with that. Time. Yeah, uh, he's faster than John Ross. I'm fully that whole John Ross forty thing's fake. I'm fully convinced. When you watch the side by side of him and, and with CJ, game TK.
0: speed. John Ross is uh, not even in the same class as Henry yeah. Greg, as a football player. I mean, he was a yeah. top 10 pick that year. just much weaker receiver class. Henry Ruggs is head and shoulders above
1: John Ross as a prospect. Yes. So, like we said, I think it might be riding on the wall for Derek Carr. Gruden does have a 10-year contract, and he likes to get his guy at quarterback. He said it's been Carr, but I think, I mean, if he plays like shit this season, I just ship him off, honestly. That's a good take. Somebody, is, will, send somebody will send you like a third for Derek Carr. I mean, he's. Derek Carr is oh, still under 30. Oh, I
0: disagree. More than a third. You can get a first. You can probably got a first.
1: I mean, yeah, you did get a first. Sam Bradford was Patrick tossed around these days. Sam Bradford was tossed around for a first round pick yeah. twice. So and Minka yeah.
0: Fitzpatrick. We got DBs getting first these days.
1: Everybody but
0: Hopkins, man. Uh, so so if, if Derek Carr <laughs> is, is out in Gruden's mind, who are we thinking then? Are, are we thinking. I mean, they probably won't win a ton of games this year.
1: I think this team will play themselves out of a quarterback. So, going into the draft a little bit, top three guys right now, pretty much everybody's boards, Trevor, Fields, and then Trey Lance. Right. I mean – All
0: three can push the ball down the field.
1: Yes. I mean, this team – I can't see this team going worse than – Five and 11, honestly. I think, oh, I think they'll be talent. at like six
0: and 10. Yeah,
1: I think they'll get to. I think they're that. mediocre. Um, so, so they'll be they around might...
0: the same position as last year, which is yeah. within striking distance of trading into the top five, which yes. maybe they're willing to
1: do. I mean, I definitely think they're out of Trevor territory. Oh, yeah. I think, obviously, this is looking way too far in advance, but I think having a between 10 and 15. It's probably where Trey Lance is going to end up, barring some terrible season. Um, so I think that would – yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I think he's going to be I the third agree. quarterback.
0: Yeah, I mean, it again, so COVID kind of comes into play here. Yes. Um, I was listening. Yeah,
1: which – that's a, the whole college football season implications for the draft we can talk about on a different episode because that's right. – there's a lot. On but in general, there.
0: just to Trey Lance's point, if the FCS – Again, if the if – the, um, sorry, if the, if the season goes to the spring for college, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that would be the same between the FBF, FBS and the FCS. Yes. I mean, that hurts, that hurts Trey Lance way more than Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. So, he could definitely drop. But if they play, I think he could, he could touch the top five. I mean, for sure, for sure, right?
1: Yeah. And obviously, going back, this question is about Henry Ruggs. Right, but, right, right. I mean, I do think the Ruggs pick has a lot to say about Derek Carr. Because if Ruggs doesn't get the ball this season, I mean, and obviously he might get hurt. Henry Ruggs did have that almost catastrophic injury this offseason. He was helping a friend move and got stuck between a car and a trailer, and he messed up his thigh. I never
0: heard about that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't talked about enough. He hurt his thigh helping a friend move, but he's fine. Um, Obviously, that's not an on-field injury, so he should be fine for the season. But obviously those – those burners, you always got to worry about them pulling a hammy. Yeah. Because
0: um, that's like, that's I mean, a
1: part of this game, obviously. I love it. And I mean, they asked John Gruden straight up why they took him. Um, and he pretty much said the benefit of Zoom meetings we had prior to the draft made a lot of personalized highlight reels. And I mean, the guy just pops. He said they concentrated on rugs the entire time. Bama's pro style system just made it an easy pick for them, which I thought was interesting because, I mean, duty um yeah but i don't know and then john gruden kind of aged us a little bit because i mean john gruden's an old guy he said you guys remember cliff branch you remember the speed with the raiders it's something that we can get back to with rugs and cliff branch was a 511 170 pound receiver with the raiders for 14 years four pro bowls just a stud won three super bowls with the Raiders.
0: um, and that kinda of goes to the point, again, the more I think about it, the more I like Henry Ruggs in a Raiders jersey in the black and yes. silver. I love that fit. I think it's great. So I think your take is spot on. I think this if I were Derek Carr maybe well, I not last season was make or break,
1: or break for him, honestly.
0: Maybe the writing isn't on the wall for Derek Carr, but I think it pertains to this, as you said. John Gruden wants to do wants to go a certain way with this offense. And it's a Chiefs-style offense pushing the ball down the field with speed and Henry Ruggs. It's not Charlie Checkdown with Derek Carr. Exactly. And he's going to give this year Derek Carr a chance to show if he can, can do it, if he's capable of doing that. And if he's not, mm-hmm. then they're going to value that brand of offense over loyalty to Derek Carr.
1: Um, yeah. Derek- and Derek Carr still – he's in the third year of a five-year, $125 million deal. So that's what Honestly, Mark South-
0: just got. For
1: reference. Yes. For perspective. So, yes. Um, obviously not a lot when you talk about quarterbacks making 18, 19 mil a year. But if this team is in the top 15, I don't see how they don't take a quarterback.
0: Yeah. I mean, it just completely depends how the board shakes out, but
1: I mean, he could surprise yeah. us. Maybe, maybe rugs is the piece.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Derek Carr had a good season. Five years ago,
1: he almost won the MVP. Almost yeah. won the MVP three or four seasons ago when we got that Raiders Texans backup quarterback playoff game.
0: Oh God, <laughs> talk about talk about some of the worst. How many games did the, I think the Raiders won? Twelve games that year. They were twelve and four. I think they're almost comparable to the Packers this past year. Just teams that won an absurd number game, absurd number of games that have no business being. Um, that highlight. Yeah, it, was,
1: it was Connor Cook versus Osweiler. That's so bad.
0: That's a classic Houston
1: Texas Brock Osweiler, card man. playoff game in Houston. My name takes me back. Yeah. Osweiler, man. All right. But yeah, um, I love the Rugs pick. I think Derek Carr sucks this year. He's gone. I think they can still get a top three round pick for him. I think Rugs is a stud. I think it's funny that they got the. Fastest receiver in the draft, and then the slowest player in the NFL with Jason Witten in the same offseason. But I think about that. Gruden is very unique. He's in his own mind. think he's got something cooking. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Well, that's all we have for you guys
0: on this episode, the fifth episode of The Everyday Scout. Um, again, follow us on Twitter at everyday underscore scout and Instagram as well. Um, uh-huh. And keep sending in mailbag questions. That was a real good one from Manuel, So thank you, Manuel. Thank you, manual. Um, so yeah, just keep sending in mailbag questions. Let us know what we should be talking about on this podcast. And it's been fun so far. Can't wait for the season to start so we can really get into some, some intriguing
1: storylines, but uh-huh. uh, thanks for listening. Thank you guys.